Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. You also find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. Uh, if you guys tuned in last week, you'll know that uh, uh, all the characters or all the players for this uh, uh, adventure that's coming uh, are getting their own episodes to, to kind of make their character with me uh, over the internet while we're dealing with quarantine. And uh, today is LPJ's turn. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, the creation of characters is really a very fun part to me. Granted, this is only like the third time I've done it. I helped Ash, my son, make one. Um, but yeah, it's nice. It's interesting coming in this time around to make a character after having gone through, you know, most of a campaign with a different character and having a good idea of kind of what works for me and what to expect. It's kind of it's kind of a neat a neat take on it now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, character creation is probably one of my favorite parts as well. Uh, I I really enjoy helping people flesh it out because you know it's it's one thing to be like, oh, I want to be a human fighter. Okay, well, what did you do? Well, I don't know. You know, it's like stuff like that is it can be pretty dull. But you know, fleshing everything out, making the character interesting, giving them some you know, personality and fun abilities and stuff that are fitting. I think that that stuff is, is a ton of fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes because I have a, a pretty solid idea of what I want to do, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily know how we're going to pull it off exactly the way I want it to. So we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what are your kind of cursory ideas for this character, so uh, like, what are what you know? What did you think up when you were told that this mini adventure was going to happen? All right. Well, I've already decided on a couple things. Mm -hmm. I've decided I definitely want to be a monk. Okay. And I definitely want to do unarmed fighting. Um, and uh, I, the the background I, I'm envisioning in my head is someone who um, is like a almost like a gladiator. Or a like a like a like a fighter who has to um, who competes in tournaments and things like that. Uh, so someone along those lines, like a, like a martial artist kind of tournament fighter. Yeah, we can definitely uh, do something with that. Uh, Monk is a, a really fun class. They have a lot of uh, interesting abilities, and uh, 
as far as that goes, yeah, we can definitely uh, uh, flesh out the uh, character. Have you thought of a race that you might be interested in? Uh, I was looking at human just because I think that's going to fit my idea the best, but I'm open to suggestions. Um, so I don't really know. I guess I guess race isn't really going to make that huge of a difference ultimately, um, other than like my physical appearance and things like that. Uh, for what I want to do, it I, it really lends itself to pretty much any race except for like a gnome or a halfling. You know, it's got to be somebody regular size. Sure, yeah, we can work with that uh, absolutely. So, uh, as far as that goes, uh, uh, while we're you know kind of thinking up races here, I. Uh, you know, do you see yourself as, uh, you know, when it comes to a gladiator, somebody who's a little bit more, uh, like, finesseful, almost more like a bullfighter, where it's a little, maybe they're even a little bit more charismatic, or do you see it being more along the lines of, you know, guttural, like you're, you know, fighting for your life every time, you're, you know, fighting to murder, you know, things like that? Think more along the lines of like a Jackie Chan or a, um, you know, like a like a Street Fighter character like Guile or like a Ryu, something along those lines. Okay, I honestly, you know, just about any of the the you know medium sized races are are going to work pretty well for you. I uh, you know so, I uh, and honestly, human would be fine. You know, I. But yeah, because I can't really think of any. I can't think of any any like special features that the other races would have that would really make that much of a difference in what I want to accomplish. Not necessarily. the uh, The only big one that uh, jumps out to me is the fact that uh, uh, elves, any of the full blooded variety of elves, uh, gain plus two to dexterity. You know, that's a, a pretty solid boost. Uh, Dex is going to be the most important stat to a uh, a monk. Yeah, that would be pretty good because the human, um, what do they get? They get like a plus one to everything. Isn't that how it works? Uh, they have two different builds. Uh, the uh, humans have a plus one to everything is one of their builds, which is a little on the dull side to me. Right. The The one that I think is more interesting is uh, the variant human uh, in the player's handbook, which is a plus one to two different stats. And then you gain proficiency in a skill of your choice and you start with a feat. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. even think about the feats. Let me look at those real quick and kind of see see if maybe that would help me. I, what kind of feats lend to um, lend to um, hand fighting? Oh, uh, let's like see. Honestly, there's not not a ton of the feats stand out to me as like you know being like a huge boon to unarmed combat. Uh, but there's definitely a few things here and there. Let's see. Uh, athlete might work. Let's see. I'm currently uh, going through on a PDF version on the computer, so it's taking me an extra little bit to find exactly where I want to be in this stupid thing. Uh, let's see. What about Grappler? Grappler oh, has... strength uh, has to be up. Let's see. It's got a strength minimum of 13, and I think, I, I think I'd be mostly dexterity-based. Uh, I mean, you can always get yourself a 13 in strength, for sure, to make sure that you can get that feat. 
Uh, like, that's not the end of the world by any means. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to work. Just because it's more it's more physically grappling, not, like, punching people. Yeah, let's see. Uh, you know, there's always uh, uh, something like uh, uh, Durable. Uh, which just makes you know makes it so you get more hit points when you're uh, uh, rolling hit die every day uh, every time you take a short rest. Uh, another really good one that's just sort of all around you know solid is uh, let's see, I think it's resilient. Yeah, resilient. You choose one ability score, it goes up by one, and you gain proficiency in saving throws for the chosen ability. You can always, uh, uh, you know, make one of your stats an odd number, knowing that this plus one is going to raise that to the next level with, uh, you know, making an even number, increase the modifier, and uh, gives you proficiency in that saving throw, so long as it's one that you don't start with. That's not a bad idea, because then, because they're probably getting plus two to two things anyway, and that would essentially give me, you know, plus two to three things. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's basically uh, 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 just like that. The only thing to keep in mind, though, is uh, you wouldn't want to use it on something you're already getting a saving throw for, of course. Well, right, 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 absolutely. Uh, tavern Brawler, accustomed to rough and tumble fighting. Custodian of maximum by one, you're proficient. Improvised weapons. Unarmed Strike uses D4 for damage. Uh, Wouldn't my Unarmed Strike do that anyway, though? Yeah, as a monk, it's going to increase higher than that eventually. Right. Uh, but when you hit a creature with an unarmed strike uh, or an improvised weapon on your turn, you can use a bonus action to attempt to grapple the target. That's kind of neat. What what exactly does grappling do? Uh, let's see. Let me bring that up. Uh, just go ahead and uh, bring up the rules online here. So let's see. Uh... Grapple. Uh, here we go. Grappling. When you want to grab a creature or wrestle with it, you can use the attack action to make a special melee attack, a grapple. Uh, if you're able to make multiple attacks with the attack action, this attack replaces one of them. Uh, the uh, target of your grapple must be no more than one size category larger than you within your reach. Uh, either athletics or acrobatics to get out of a grapple. Uh, grappled condition. Oh, of course, it's going to be in a separate area. Uh, grappled. A, cre a grappled creature's speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any benefit to uh, boat or you know, increase its speed. Uh, condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated. And uh... oh yeah, if they get like forcefully moved or anything, then you know they get out of your grapple. Uh, so yeah, it essentially reduces their speed to zero, so it like locks them down. Eh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. That doesn't sound like the way I would be fighting so much. Yeah, I mean, it's not anything too crazy. It's not like, you know, like, oh my god, this is going to revolutionize combat or anything. Uh, it's just one of those kind of things that it's like, well, if you wanted to do that, you could, you know. Yeah, I think maybe the the resilient is probably going to be our best, my best bet on this. I think so. I I think resilient is all around useful. Uh, gaining uh, proficiency in a saving throw is nice. Uh, you know, and as far as that goes, you could always do something like you know, like if you don't have a constitution but you want to be fairly tough, well, you just do that, and then you know it kind of makes up for that fact. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think we'll go that route. I think we'll go a human monk with the variant build with resilient as the uh, as the feet. Awesome. So let's go ahead and jump on back to the races, and I'm gonna just double check and make sure that there's nothing wrong with the info I gave you there. So let's see. Human. Uh, there should be a little box for variant. Here we go. Uh, two different ability scores go up by one. Gain pr uh, proficiency in one skill of your choice, so any of them. Uh, and you gain one feat of your choice. So yeah, you have resilient, uh, which you'll choose the stat in a bit. Uh, let's see. Before we have you uh, choose uh, uh, your ability scores through the point by system. Uh, let's right. go ahead and jump to the backgrounds. Uh, yes, good idea. Because there's one in particular that stands out immediately from what you had said. If you go to the, uh, let's see, what page number is this? Uh, around 130? Yeah, 130, 131. Yep. Uh, you go to Entertainer and then yep. Variant Gladiator. That's exactly what I was looking at, too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, uh, essentially, the uh, uh, entertainer gives you the, uh, uh, let's see, proficiencies in acrobatics, performance. Uh, now, normally, it gives you a disguise kit or a type of musical instrument, but the uh, gladiator... Uh, let's see. Replace the musical instrument in your uh, equipment package with an inexpensive but unusual weapon, such as a trident or a net. So I would say that rather, right. yep. So rather than uh, proficiency with uh, disguise kit and musical instrument, I would say that we'll replace those with the net and the trident. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Is there another? What's that? Let me see the weapons. Let me check. Take a look at the weapons. Yep. So long as it's something kind of unique. Uh, then I'm all for it. If it's like, I want to be good with a long sword, it's like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, no, that's not exactly what I'm looking for either. And I don't know if you'll use these weapons at all, uh, but I... Uh, I may not. But it's kind of fun to have them. Because even if you're, uh, uh, let's uh, see. you know, even if you don't have, like, the strength, let's say, for a, uh, you know... Uh, wielding a trident or throwing it around or whatever. Well, I mean, you have the proficiency bonus that'll at least give you somewhat of a bonus to do it. Right, right. I don't know. What about, like, um... I don't know, a trident is kind of cool. Tridents are sweet. Tridents are Those definitely cool. 1d6, which is always good. What's a war pick? A war pick is, uh, you know, like a, a mining pick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's basically like that, but designed to fight with. So it's just like, uh, uh, you know, like a, the big long handle uh, with like, you know, a pick blade at the end rather than like an axe head or a hammer. Right, right. Which sounds utterly brutal to be hit with. Oh, totally. I think I'd rather be hit with an axe than a pick. I, ha I have a big pick in my garage right now. I couldn't mm -hmm. even imagine getting hit with that thing. It would crush my sternum. <laughs> Why do you have a pick? It came with the house. It was real weird. <laughs> <laughs> does it does it occasionally uh, just bleed out the hand from the uh, uh, you know the pick uh, end and whisper dark words to you? I'm not that lucky. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, a trident's pretty good. Yeah, I can't really think of anything, any other crazy weapon. Although I was looking in, what was in Xanthar's guide? They had listed some odd stuff. What did they have in here? Because they had, um, yeah. I was looking at a couple of the different builds there. They had stuff like nunchucks and stuff like that in there. Oh. Yeah, let's see here. They have it at. Or at least, I don't know if it was necessarily listed, if there was a weapons list in there, but um, it was listed under the monk uh, information they had in there that I was looking at. Hmm, let's see. Uh, the Kensei Path, let's see. 33... Nothing's jumping out at me, but it doesn't mean I'm not just missing it. Let's see, where was it? Um, looking at flurry of blows. Wave of the sun soul. Hmm. Where did I see it at? I don't remember where I saw it at now, but they were looking at, they were talking about different um, odd weapons. It might've been for the shadow. Uh... I'm looking through the item stuff later in the book and I'm seeing magic items. Where did I see that at? Potions. That's one of the, the downfalls of D&D &D stuff. It's just that there's so much stuff and spread throughout however many books. Yeah. That it's almost sort of like kind of a pain to use. Back in... Yeah, no, I... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, back in 4th edition, uh, it got a little video gamey with the amount of stuff that was out there and just all the millions of options you had. But the kind of neat thing was that they had, uh, so long as you paid for like the online service, uh, which you know probably wasn't that worth it. But uh, it was neat because you could just make characters through their service, and like it had every single ability. So when you selected like you know I want to you know take a feat, it would then bring up lists and you could like categorize them and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I, I would imagine it's probably how the uh, the the program is now if you own all of the books in the program. Because I know you can search through and kind of make things, and it sort of populates that way. Oh, yeah, you know but what? you have to buy all the books separately so that it enters into their database. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a pain. I mean, like, I get it. They want their money, but at the same time, it's sort of a pain because it's like, well, you know, most of the time a dungeon master buys a bunch of stuff, and then the players might get, like, you know, a player's handbook or something, you know. Not usually every right, single right. thing. Uh, yeah, nothing's standing out to me that I uh, notice. It might be in one of the characters' different little builds or paths. It's all right. Trident's pretty cool. Yeah, go, go with that for now, and if you always find something later, you can always change it out. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Awesome. So, uh, on your character sheet, make sure to uh, note that you're proficient in acrobatics and performance. Uh, acrobatics and performance. And then, uh, uh, 
you have the uh, popular demand feature as an entertainer. Uh, so you can find a place to perform uh, uh, combat for entertainment anywhere that has like gladiatorial arenas, uh, pit fighting clubs, uh, you know, like uh, potentially like boxing type stuff, you know. Right. Martial artist tournaments. So you pretty much have an in any time that, you know, uh, uh, those, you know, services are offered. Right, right. Okay. Now that you have an idea of what kind of character you're making, you know, you have your race, you have your uh, uh, background, uh, you know, we know what uh, class you're going to get, but uh, let's jump into the point by system. Uh, I think it's page uh, 13. Uh, yeah, 13. It's got a picture of a, uh, a tough-looking dwarf at the bottom. Brunor. Oh, there he is. Old Brunor himself with his cracked horn. I don't know who Brunor is, but I love him. Mm -hmm. uh, he's basically Gimli. Yeah, essentially. I, I feel like a lot of dwarves in D&D &D are essentially Gimli. Oh, yeah. Or Dwalin, or Balin, or Keely or Feely, or, you know, whatever dwarf you prefer from The sure. Hobbit. Any of them. Like Bombor. Uh, so yeah, you have the 27 points, and, uh, I mean, you've, you've made a few characters uh, uh, now. Uh, so you have your 27 points. You want to usually try to land on an uh, even number, because uh, that gives you the, the, you know, highest ability mod without as many points spent. But remember that you have three different stats that, uh, uh, you know, you have a plus one to, essentially. Uh, but let me check the monk to see what saving throws you get. And that way, you won't have to worry about uh, wasting anything. Let's see here. So monks are going to have uh, saving throws in strength and dexterity. Strength and dexterity. Okay, hold on one second. Let me get my little marker thingy out here. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh... Oh, damn it. How did I do it last time? Give me a second here. No, no, no problem. I'm working off this program here. Trying to get things working. Eh, screw it. I'll just write it down. Okay, so proficient in strength and dexterity. Uh-huh. So your uh, other stat that you'll be boosting will, of course, be something else. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. And so, yeah, when so it was correct. What's that? What, so, so I'm proficient in strength and dexterity for saving throws. That's right. Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay, that's what it is. All right. Okay. Um, so, when it comes to building up the character, you can, you know, essentially go all out and uh, take a like a fifteen in uh, dexterity. Add a plus one to that to make it a 16. That'd be about one of your highest stats. Uh, you can go a little bit more middle of the road. You know, it's up to you. Well, I'm trying to think. Most of my attacks... How do how do um, unarmed attacks work? 
I don't exactly know that part. Okay, so the standard rule for unarmed attacks is that it's, you know, strength. You know, strength to hit and adds to damage. Normally, it just does one flat damage plus your strength mod. But as a monk, you have uh, not only increased damage with your punch attacks, uh, unarmed attacks, I should say, uh, but you also have the option to use dexterity, which is nice because dexterity will also go into your defense because monks don't gain armor. Uh, monks also want to have high wisdom because I do believe wisdom goes into their armor class as well. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Then. Let's let's talk with armor class first, and then I'll be able to fill out the rest from there. Sure. Um, so how does there? Let me pull up a monk real quick in my book. Okay, so there you see. How, how does it calculate it exactly? Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, take a peek here. So, uh, let's see. Unarmed defense. Beginning at first level, while you are wearing no armor and not wielding a shield, your AC equals 10 plus dex mod plus wisdom mod. So, you, while not wearing armor, are going to be depending on your dexterity mod and your wisdom mod both for uh, your AC. Uh, if you start with like a 16 in dexterity, right off the bat, you have a 13, uh, to your, uh, armor class. And then, right. it, you know, depending on how much you want to put into your wisdom, it could potentially go from 14, 15, or even 16, depending on right. how crazy you want to go with, uh, wisdom. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I definitely want to get my dexterity up. So we'll probably do a, uh, what is it? A, uh, 16 there. Yep. So or you no, would... if I do, I can do a th- can I do a, would I do a, cause I have those plus twos. Yeah. So you have a plus one to three different stats. So, uh, uh, what you can do is you can take the 15, uh, and then add the plus one and that would make it a 16. Oh, it just automatically makes it a plus. Okay. It doesn't add the, I got you. Yep. Got it. Yeah. So it I adds it in a, after you spend the points essentially. Got it. Yeah. So I make it a 15. And then, so my, my dexterity would be a 15, and then with my human thingy, it makes it a 16. Uh-huh, and then that would be nine points used up. Got it. Okay, good. Are you keeping track of that? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can be, for sure. If you wouldn't mind, I got a lot going on in front of me here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so okay. you have nine points used up. Okay, so that's a six, so that makes my dex a plus three. Right off the bat. Uh, yep. Ability mod right, is a good. plus three. Cool. So then I've got, uh, what do I have, 18 more to go? Uh, let's see. No. 27 yes. minus nine. Yep, 18. All right. All right. So then my wisdom, I, I would imagine I should probably crank that up a bit too because I think other things use my wisdom modifier as well. Uh, yeah, Monk's secondary stat is Wisdom. It's usually Dex and then Wisdom. So yeah, a, a, a decent Wisdom is not a bad call. Uh, if you see yourself as being, you know, uh, a more wise character, then yeah, I would definitely go maybe uh, drop a 13 in it to make it a 14. Uh, you can certainly go, e- you know, even crazier and drop another 15, but then that's a whole bunch of points used up that could go into other stats. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right about the uh, about the 13 and then make it a, make it a 14 with the plus one. Okay, so we're going to use five more points up. Yep, and then that would make that a plus two. Yep. All right, cool. So then that makes my DC, what, a 15? Or my AC a 15? Uh, Yeah, would be a 15, which is not bad for a monk. That's that's not terrible. I'm okay with that. 
I am totally okay with that. Um, all right. So then from there, so that uses up, what, 14? So I've got 13 points left. You do, yep. All right. Um, so I guess the, the next question is, is uh, uh, you know, you have another uh, stat, essentially, that you have a plus one to. Uh, that's going to also give you a proficiency in a saving throw. So what other kind of saving throw would you want to be proficient in? Um, feasibly, it could be wisdom. Yeah, because I'm not already. Yeah, no, that's probably a good idea. Is the wisdom? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. So then I would have strength. What they again? Yep, strength uh, and dexterity. Strength and dexterity. So you have proficiency in those three saving throws, which wisdom is a, a pretty good saving throw to have. That one is a lot of mind controlling stuff gets used on you with that. A uh, whole bunch of stuff. Right, right. No, I agree. Um, okay, good. All right, good. Uh, so then, I don't know, would my having a good charisma bonus be good in this case? Well, you have a, 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 a skill specialty, uh, or proficiency, I should say, in performance already. Uh, if you see yourself as being somebody, like you mentioned earlier, like Jackie Chan, I mean, if you were to take Jackie Chan and make him, like, a character in D&D, he'd have a very high charisma stat. You know, he's a very likable person. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so if you see yourself as being like kind of the the fighter in tournaments that everyone boos and jeers at, uh, then you probably don't have a lot of charisma. If you see yourself being the one, whether you're an underdog or the champ that everyone loves, then yeah, uh, at least a decent charisma, maybe like a, a, a up to a twelve or something. You know, even just to give you the plus one. Yeah, no, that's not a bad idea to go the go the twelve. Or, well, because I have um, that one extra, too, don't I? Uh, yeah, you have a plus one as well. Uh, it's probably not a bad idea to use that on the like one of the higher stats you have, because unlike other races where it's like set stats, whether it's strength or constitution or whatever, that have bonuses, you get a kind of a floating bonus that's going to go into whatever you want, and mathematically it's going to make more sense to bump up a stat that's going to be the highest because it costs more points to do so. Oh, that's true. So if you raise a 13, it becomes a 14. So you're spending five points instead of seven. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, if you want your charisma to be a 14, then yeah, yeah, go for it. You know, drop a 13 and make it the 14. Well, I'm just trying to think what else I would use. I mean, really, essentially, it would be probably strength or charisma. Although strength, I'm using most of mostly decks anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't necessarily need a lot of strength. I mean, you know, having an average strength of maybe like up to a 10 or something at least is going to make sure that you don't suck at things that involve strength. Uh, right, right. Know, so that's not bad. But uh, yeah, aside from that, no, you don't necessarily need it for your class features or anything. It's, it's more about dexterity for you. Right. Constitution is your toughness, uh, health points. It's uh, uh, how well you oh, can that- shrug off poison. Yeah, Constitution's actually probably a good one because I do want to have, you know, I want to have a little better health um, than, you know, than not having health. Just because I am going to have low armor, you know, there's a chance I'm going to get hit. I'm going to be in close range combat. Yeah. 
No, so absolutely. More, more, yeah, so I, I think Constitution's probably going to be my next time. You're going to drop like the 13 on that to make it a 14 with a plus one? Yeah, let's do that. Boom. So there's another plus five. Add to the list. You're now down to eight points that you have to spend however you like. All right. I want Charisma to be the next highest. Did you want to drop uh, like a 12 in that? What is that, a four? Uh, that's cost four, and it gives you a plus one modifier. Okay. And then what do I have left after that, four? Uh, you would have four more after that, which would be like two tens, or an eight and a uh, uh, a 12. Uh, two tens would be fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so let's do Charisma at, what did we say, uh, 12? Uh, yeah, yeah, Charisma yeah. would be 12, which is a plus one modifier. Yep. And then the other two just tens. And then, yeah, there would be tens, which would give you a ze- uh, zeros for both, Zero. both. Or if you don't mind being bad at one and making it an eight, you would then have another 12 to play with. Eh, I don't want to be bad at anything specific. Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's up to you. It's, it just depends on how good you wanted to be at the other thing, essentially. Right. Sorry, give me one second here. Absolutely. And if I messed up the math or anything, by all means, let me know. I'm just kind of going off my head for most of this. That sounds good to me. So then strength and intelligence would be tens for you, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Making sure I'm wrapping my head around this and figuring this all out. Yeah, that would be, yes, correct. Okay, so for our listeners, uh, essentially LPJ's character as of now is is dexterous, uh, fairly tough, fairly charismatic, uh, quite wise, but not especially intelligent or strong, just pretty run-of-the-mill. Perfect. Sorry, I had, to, I had to mess with the uh, the sheet I had. Oh no, no, you're fine. Uh, so the uh, the next step is to jump into your uh, class features. Uh, now we're going oh, to what's that? What, uh, what's saving? What uh, what am I proficient in? Oh, oh that's uh, part of. The- yep. So you're proficient in as a monk. Uh, saving throw wise uh, is uh, strength and dexterity. Strength, yep, and we added wisdom. Uh huh. Exactly. So you're also proficient with that as well. And then uh, as we go through the monk abilities, you'll have uh, more fun stuff to fill out here. Got it. Yep. Oh, I see it. Yep. So when it comes to uh, monk. Let's see here. Uh, well, we can do your uh, hit points. Are you ready for that? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, yeah so you're going to be, uh, you're making a third level character. So uh, as far as that goes, we might as well just get your max hit points done right now. So starting off, uh, your hit points at level one are maximized. So it's eight plus constitution mod. And your constitution mod was what, plus two? Correct. Okay, so you at level one start with uh, uh, 10 HP. And then at level two, you get to either roll it or take the average, uh, whatever you prefer. Average. Average, awesome. So that would be uh, 
uh, plus seven, plus seven, so 14 on top of 10, so you have 24 hit points. Okay, not bad. And then you have uh, 3d8 hit die, of course, because that's what your class gives you. Yep, 3d8, got it. Awesome, so uh, as far as proficiencies go... Uh, you have no armor proficiencies. As a monk, you just wander around in uh, robes. Uh, but for uh, weapons, you get simple weapons and short swords on top of that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, monks also gain proficiency with an artisan's tool of their choice or a musical instrument. Uh, are you familiar with like artisan's tools and stuff like that? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, so when it comes to artisan tools, uh, let's see. I think it's page. Oh, what is it? Uh, no, it went too far. 155? No, 154. 154. Uh, yep, I got it. Awesome. So you get a choice between any of those artisan's tools. I. Uh, from alchemist supplies down to woodcarver's tools. Uh, essentially, the way I think the game kind of figures it is monks usually have some trade that they're decent with that allows them to kind of make money for their monastery, essentially. Uh, right. So, as far as that goes, I don't know. It's it's more up to your preference. Uh, I think for a monk, uh, uh, calligrapher's supplies are kind of a fun idea. You know, inks and stuff, like paintbrushes. Uh, but if you prefer to see yourself as like a potter or a, even like a, a, a woodcarver or a smith, uh, then yeah, any of those. If you were going to look in the drunken path of uh, uh, Monk, then the brewer's supplies are kind of fun. Though I think you get that as a uh, uh, drunken master. Yeah, if you do drunken master, you do. I saw that. I, I, I don't think I'm going to go drunken master route. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm fairly certain I'm not gonna go drunken master out. I have a pretty good idea of what I want to do. Okay. For that part of it, um, I think I'll go with. Um, let's see. Well, a smithing supplies don't make sense because I'm not really going to be using weapons as much. No, but uh, at the same time, if you see yourself as being a smith, I mean, you could always be making horseshoes and selling them for money for the monastery. I mean, you know, it's uh, more up to you. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, so for our listeners, oh, I'm going to go ahead and list off the, the full list here. Yeah. Uh, alchemist supplies, brewer supplies, calligraphers supplies, uh, carpenter's tools, cartographer's tools... Uh, tools for cobbler, cook, gas, glass blower, uh, jeweler, leather worker, mason, painter, potter, smith, tinker, uh, weaver, and a wood carver. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with, uh, we'll go with leather working tools. That sounds fun. So you are proficient with leather workers tools. And then... Uh, uh, let's see. Back to the monk. Let's see here. Fly through a million pages here. Back and forth. Okay. So, let's see. Back to the starting stuff. Uh, you have your saving throws. Oh, here we go. So, skills. 
you already have uh, two from your background. As a monk, you get to choose two from this list of acrobatics, athletics, history, insight, religion, and stealth. And as a human, you also have a plus one of any, or uh, one proficiency to any skill of your choosing. Doesn't have to be from that list. Say, say that one more time. You broke up a little bit. Oh, sure. So uh, you choose two from that list of acrobatics, athletics, yep. history, insight, religion, and stealth. And then uh, as a human, you have two pro, or you have, I'm sorry, one skill proficiency uh, that you get to choose from any of the skill proficiencies. Got it. So basically, I get to choose three. Three. Yep. Two from the list and one of any. Got it. And of course, um, uh, don't forget that you already took two from your background. Right, which I took. Uh, you, acrobatics and performance. Yep, acrobatics and uh, performance, correct. Yep, all right. So I already have acrobatics and performance. Um, so let's see, we'll go with uh, history, insight, religion, or stealth. Uh, let's do insight. Insight's a good one to have. And and we'll do we'll do stealth. Stealth is fun. Stealth is definitely fun. Very useful. And then for the other uh, skill proficiency, uh, you have a choice from any on your list. Yeah, man. What to do? So many options. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch. Perception's not a bad call. Uh, that gets used a lot. Uh, you also yeah, have a decent does. stat for it with wisdom. That's pretty decent. Yep. Uh, I think I'm going to do... Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm going to do... Actually, I think I'm going to do Investigation. Investigation's a, a solid one to have. You don't have a lot of intelligence to back it up, but you uh, would have that proficiency, proficiency bonus. bonus yeah, that's what I was looking for. Just because we're going to be doing a lot of investigation checks, we generally do. I think that would be kind of useful in, in, in our particular case. Yeah, not a bad call. Investigation is a solid one to have. All right. Now we can get into the fun class ability stuff. Yes. So right off the bat, you have unarmored defense, which we talked about before. Your AC is 10 plus dex mod plus wisdom mod. So for you is 15. All right. So, yep, 15 AC. Okay. So the the big ability that I... I uh, monks have here is martial arts. So, I, uh, you know, when you're using the monk weapons, so any of the simple weapons or short sword, uh, but in your case, you're just going to use nothing but fists, right? Yeah, essentially. Oh, here, here's what under, uh, under martial arts. Oh, I see. Uh, the comma. Commas are pretty cool. Nunchaku or a sickle. Uh, whatever name you use for a monk weapon, you could use the game stick. Oh, okay. So essentially what it's saying is that uh, uh, no matter what you're calling your weapon, so uh, uh, 
you know, essentially you would use like the stats for a club and that would be the equivalent of nunchucks. Uh, if you're using a, right. you know, a, a, if you want to use a comma, you would use a, uh, uh, you know, uh, the sickle and then you could even, you know, potentially, uh, yeah, I guess that's how that would work. Uh, so yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, uh, the big draws to the martial arts ability is that so long as you aren't wearing armor or wielding a shield, uh, you can use dex instead of strength for your attack and damage rolls. You know, that's great. Uh, instead of the the flat one damage that all punch attacks and kick attacks do, you have a d4 uh, off the bat at level one, but that'll increase as you level. And when you use the attack action with an unarmed strike or a monk weapon on your turn, you can make one unarmed strike as a bonus action. Right, so essentially I get like one small weapon attack and one strike attack. Yeah, if you want to use one of the or monk weapons instead, yeah. then yeah, you would use a, an unarmed attack as well. Or uh, it'd be two unarmed attacks, whatever you know, whatever you prefer. Right, right. Okay. Okay. I uh, ready for your next ability? Yes. Awesome. So the next ability you have at uh, you would get this at second level is key. I uh, key allows you. Well, I mean, it's basically all the anime stuff that you know about key. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Key chakra chi, whatever you want to call it. I. Uh, you basically, you know, a bunch of your abilities use key points. Uh, and so you'll see in the uh, uh, chart uh, for the monk that shows, like, all of the level breakdown stuff. Uh, off the bat at uh, second level, you get two key points, but you're third level, so you might as well write down that you have three key points. Yep. Uh, also, your proficiency bonus is plus two. That's, you know, another one. Yeah, I have that, yeah. Perfect, perfect. I. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, when you spend a key point, uh, it's unavailable until you finish a short or long rest, uh, at the end of which you draw all of your expended key back into yourself. So, you know, if you spend all your key points, you're just going to want to use a short rest and get that back. Uh, let's see. Yep. Uh, oh, sometimes uh, key abilities uh, uh, use a saving throw DC. Uh, so for you, that's 8 plus proficiency bonus plus wisdom modifier. So for you is 12. All right, let me write that down. Oops. We'll put it over here. I don't know that your specific abilities will use that, but it uh, doesn't hurt to have that written down just in case. Plus, plus, wisdom uh, modifier. All right, excellent. Perfect. And then right off the bat at level two, you have three abilities that you can use key points on. Uh, Flurry of Blows. Uh, immediately after you take the attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point and make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. So basically, instead of the one normal attack for a bonus action, you spend a key point and add another. That'll be fun. 
Yeah, absolutely. Monks are all about lots of lots of smaller hits. All right. And then you have patient defense. You can spend a key point to take the dodge action as a bonus action on your turn. How is how does a dodge action work? Dodge is the like the defensive stance. So it is uh, uh, enemies have disadvantage to uh, hit you with attacks, and you have advantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay, excellent. Yeah, that's a that's a really useful ability. Yes. Uh, and then you also have Step of the Wind. You spend a key point and then take the disengage uh, or dash action as a bonus action on your turn. Uh, and your jump distance is doubled for the turn. Interesting. So if I want to get like a really high roundhouse kick in there, this would work. Uh, yeah, it would. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of, because uh, normally your, your jump distance is, you know, it's... It, you're going to have to roll real, real high to go real, real far. If you want to, like, right, jump right. a gorge, you can do that with this ability. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, starting at second level, your speed increases by 10 feet. So your speed as a human is 30 feet, but uh, for you is uh, 40 feet. Okay, cool. And then uh, you'll see in the uh, chart of... Monk abilities as you level up, you'll gain uh, speed boosts every few levels. Cool. All right. Excellent. Uh, and then at level three, uh, you get uh, two abilities. Uh, the first one we're going to focus on just because all of them get it no matter what. Uh, and that is uh, deflect missiles. Yeah, I was reading about this. Yeah, you can use a reaction to deflect or catch a missile attack. So like... Arrows, bolts, uh, you know, stones, things like that. Uh, so when, uh, uh, so let's see. Uh, use a reaction. Uh, when you do so, the damage you take from the attack is reduced by one d10 plus dex mod plus your monk level. And if you reduce the damage to zero, you can catch the missile. Uh, if it's small enough for you to hold in one hand, uh, or if you have a hand free. You can uh, spend a key point to make a ranged attack with the weapon or piece of ammunition you just caught. So I can catch an arrow and throw it back at somebody. Yes. It's pretty great. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you make the attack with proficiency, regardless of your weapon proficiencies, and the missile counts as a monk weapon for the attack. So how would that work? That would be like a d4? Uh, let's see... I believe so. Range attack uh, with the weapon or piece of ammunition you just caught as a part of the same reaction. You make the attack with proficiency. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say uh, uh, for now it's a D4 uh, until uh, otherwise noted. Because technically long bows and short bows shoot the same arrows, but they do different damage. Right, right. So I would presume it's just a flat rate. Uh I could always look into that later and have a more clear answer when we start playing, of course. Okay, if it comes up. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. So, uh, at level three, you have uh, monastic traditions. Uh, so, normally, in just the player's handbook, there's the Way of the Open Hand, Way of the Shadow, and the Way of the Four Elements, uh, which are all neat. 
but technically, the Xanathar's Guide to Everything also gives you the monastic traditions of Way of the Drunken Master, the uh, Way of the Kensei, which is like a weapon specialist, and uh, Way of the Sun Soul, which is kind of Dragon Ball-esque. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, I definitely, I'm, the Way of the Kensei is not not for me. Um, I was kind of looking at drunken master but i i really don't think i'm gonna go that route uh the sun soul was certainly an idea um i kind of want to go over that a bit yeah absolutely so at level three let's see here uh at third level you're gonna get the radiant sunbolt uh so uh for our listeners, uh, uh, monks of the Way of the Sun Soul learn to channel their life energy into searing bolts of light. Kamehameha's. They teach that meditation uh, can unlock the ability to unleash the, the indomitable light shed by the soul of every living creature. Uh, so Radiant Sunbolt. Uh, let's see. Hurl searing bolts of magical radiance. Gain a new attack option uh, that you can use with the attack action. Uh, this special attack is a ranged spell attack with a range of 30 feet. You're proficient with it and add your dex modifier to its attack and damage rolls. Its damage is radiant and its damage die is a d4. This die changes as you gain monk levels. Uh, so like just the same way your fist attacks work. This is basically like a ranged fist attack. Uh, but radiant damage. When you take the attack action on your turn and use the special attack as a part of it, you can spend one key point and make the special attack twice as a bonus action. Uh, when you okay, get... so essentially it's like uh, like throwing my fist. Yeah, basically. Okay, and then um, and I can do that for every attack, and if I spend a key point, I can do it twice. Uh, let's see. Uh, when you take the attack action on your turn and use the special attack uh, as a part of it, this special attack is a part of it. You can spend one key point to make the special attack twice as a bonus action. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's almost like shooting three of the, uh, attacks if you're going to use the key point for it. Okay. And then eventually with extra attack feature, you can use, uh, interchangeably with any of your attacks. Right, right. Okay. So. All right. So essentially it's just like a ranged punch attack. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You can think of it as, uh, uh, like, uh. Uh, a Hadouken, uh, as Kamehameha, as, you know, many of the energy attacks in fighting games and anime and stuff. Okay. All right. Well, that's not bad. That's a fun one. one. I was looking at, it's not bad. The other one I was looking at is the the way of the four elements, because I was looking at the fist of unbroken air. Yeah. Let me see here. Uh, uh, way of the four elements. Uh, this is almost similar to like uh, Avatar, uh, Last Airbender stuff, uh, channeling the elements through yourself. Right. Uh, so let's see. When you choose the tradi- this tradition at third level, learn magical disciplines that harness the power of the four elements. Uh, require spend key points to use them. Uh, you know the elemental attunement discipline. And uh, one other elemental discipline of your choice, which are detailed in the elemental discipline section. Uh, you learn one additional elemental discipline of your choice at 6th, 11th, and 17th level. When you learn a new elemental discipline, you can also replace one discipline that you already know with a different one. Let's see. 
Some elemental disciplines allow you to cast spells. Uh, spell casting rules. Cast one spell. Casting time, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you can use up to three key points for a single spell. Okay. So, elemental disciplines. Uh, you automatically have elemental attunement. Uh, you right. can use your action to briefly control elemental forces nearby. Oh, okay. Air, water, fire, wind, stuff like that. Okay, that's kind of neat. And then what was the one you were looking at? Fist of unbroken air. You create a blast of compressed air that strikes like a mighty fist. As an action, you can spend two key points uh, and choose a creature within 30 feet of you. That creature must make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d10 bludgeoning damage, plus an extra 1d10 bludgeoning damage for each additional key point you spend. Uh, you can push the creature up to 20 feet away from you and, uh, and knock it prone. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage. You don't push him. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I think that's the route I'm going to go. I think I'm going with that plus the Fist of Unbroken Air. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is uh, uh, definitely a uh, fun route. The Way of Four Elements gives you a lot of like spell-like abilities, uh, but you still get all the fun monk stuff. And remember that yeah. the uh, strength saving throw they're making is equal to the one you wrote down already, which I think is a 12 for you. Right, right. And, all right, so I automatically get the elemental attunement. Uh-huh. Yeah, allows you to create harmless sensory effects, uh, light or snuff out uh, candles, chill or warm uh, material. Uh, you can design elements, uh, so you can like create like a uh, like a an image in mist or uh, uh, create an image in fire and stuff like that. Excellent. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I like that. It gives me some room to play some tricks on uh, Sphinx. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, Get that bastard back. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. So that's it for your class uh, for the most part. Uh, the next step would be, uh, handling equipment. Uh, so because you're a, uh, third level character right off the bat, I'm going to maximize your money. But as a monk, I don't think you get a lot of money. I would imagine probably not. Let's see. Starting wealth by class. <laughs> so, so barbarians have like 2d4 times 10. Bards have 5d4 oh, yeah, times 10. Monk has 5d4. You start with 20 gold points. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, I mean, on the plus side, you don't need weapons. You don't need armor. Nope. Uh, so I tell you what, I'm going to let you play around with the equipment section yourself. You can buy what you like with that uh, 20 gold. Uh, 20 gold. Great. Maybe I'll just hold on to it. I don't know. <laughs> well, you at least want like a backpack and stuff. Uh yeah. Well, I think I, I think I automatically get just from my class. I get um, where's that? Oh no, the that's the uh, quick start stuff. Oh, that's a quick build. Yeah, the uh, any equipment that you see in the background and yeah. the uh, all of that is just quick build stuff. I'm not as big of a fan of that stuff. I'd rather you just Got spend it. the money yourself and buy what you want. Uh, 
You know, so that way you're not like, oh, I got this short sword, but I never use it, you know. I uh, Right, right. You know, so you'll be able to go through the, the equipment list and, and get what you want. But uh, uh, we're starting to kind of near the end of the episode here, uh, LPJ. Yep. So let's, uh, uh, you know chat a little bit about the character does uh do they have any links to anything going on in season one or two are they a completely original character uh any ideas you have for how you want to play them any last minute stuff like that well as a matter of fact i wanted to save this for the end so i have essentially what my my vision here Uh uh-huh i've essentially created jean-claude van damme oh god damn it so I, I'm essentially going to be playing Jean-Claude Van Damme, except his name is Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul, or as my friends like to call me, JCPP. <laughs> You're going to speak in a French accent the whole time? Uh, the reason why we're only doing... Uh, I, I, the only reason why I'm doing this is because we are doing like eight to ten episodes. <laughs> I could never do this for a long campaign. <laughs> I, I hope that uh, uh, your character has spent time uh, uh, on the uh, the uh, burial vineyard and uh, picked up his accent from the uh, burial family. Yes, he is a he is a distant cousin of uh, the burials. <laughs> but he's human. Huh? I said distant. <laughs> oh, all right, fair, fair enough. <laughs> he married into the family. Ah, I see. From the same geographic region, just not the same gene pool. Oh no! Okay, that makes sense. Sure. Ah, uh, that's great. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. As far as that goes, then uh, uh, LPJ, I think we'll uh, go ahead and sign off, and uh, we'll you know flesh out anything else that needs to be done with your uh, character. Uh, yeah. And uh, coming soon, uh, all our listeners will have uh, uh, you know a fun little mini adventure coming their way. This will be fun. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, it'll be cool. The uh, uh, the other, like, season two is, like, getting so heavy and, like, there's so much twisted stuff happening. Uh, this will be kind of fun. Uh, I think it'll it'll be a little, maybe a little lighter, maybe, potentially. Oh, yeah. That was my goal with this particular character, was to make it a little lighter. Yeah, the, the other, you know, uh, the other characters are, are a bit, you know, uh, season one, season two, you know, it's quite a bit heavier but uh, but yeah, this is you know a short little mini adventure. So yeah, it's uh, it's a little more laid back. Uh, yeah. we'll uh we'll go ahead and uh, flesh out your character some more in the uh, future, uh, in the coming weeks as we get ready for uh, this uh, uh, adventure. And otherwise, uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. And that's where we're gonna go ahead and pause today's session. Goodbye, my friends. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezillamedia. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.